Before we get into the podcast, I just want to take a minute to tell you a little bit about our Rockstar Coaching Course. The Rockstar Coaching Course is not your typical coaching course, guys. This is an eight-week online coaching course that you as the box owner head coach will go through with your entire team together. I created this course because as much as I've gotten value over the years through courses like the level one, level two, level three, and specialty seminars, I've always felt like something was missing when it came time to translate that information back into a great class experience and in turn a successful gym. As a box owner and coach, I quickly found that soft skills like group management, relationship building, and communication skills were far more important to building a successful gym. So I created the Rockstar Coaching Course to put all those skills in a single course and to do it in a way where an entire team of coaches can do it together, not just the owner or one or two coaches going off and doing it on their own. So if you're a box owner and you're looking to develop a stronger and more cohesive team, upgrade your class experience, confidently coach less classes, and retain more members, then this is the course for you. If you sign up today, use code 7 at checkout, and not only will you receive $100 off, but you'll also receive two 45-minute coaching calls with myself to troubleshoot any area of your coaching and your team development, as well as lifetime access to the course. Head over to sevenfigurebox.com slash course to learn more and sign up. Hey guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box podcast. My name is Andrew Frezza, and I am joined today by my brother, Tony Frezza. And uh, we're gonna be talking about how to sell without selling. So we got a really cool episode for you guys today. Um, we'll be covering just a bunch of different stuff regarding sales. And the reason we wanted to cover this topic is because we see, whether it's coaches, whether it's chiropractors, whether it's the local plumber, everybody focuses on doing their craft really well. They focus on the coaching side of coaching. And so many of us don't focus on the sales and marketing side of ourselves. And many times that the, that's the thing that needs the most help. We're already good enough coaches to be successful, but we're missing out on the sales and marketing side in order to get the level of success we want to hit. So Tony, why is it so important to sell? Where do we want to kick this off? Um, well, I think, um, you know, definitely as gym owners, we uh, kind of expect everyone just know about us, right? We think just because we open up the doors, we sent out a few postcards, we posted to Facebook a couple times that we should have people just strolling in and be selling left and right. And that's really not the case. Like, you know, you have to, a lot of the work comes after building the product. You know, I heard a quote one time, something about when you write a book, like that's only half the work once yeah. you finish the book. You know, the other half is actually getting it out there so people hear about your book. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it could be even higher um, just knowing how much goes into actually marketing and telling people about your product. Yeah, you think about a book, the only people, the only thing people know is a cover and a title. That's really all they know until they actually read some portion of that book, right? Yeah. The gym's the same way. And that's why you see, like, um, when someone comes out with a new book, they hit the podcast tour, like, you'll see them on 10 different podcasts basically explaining their whole book. Yeah. And, you know, you could get the whole book through those 10 podcasts, but you're going to go read it because you've heard so much about it. Yeah. And it got you interested. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I remember when we opened the doors, first of all, it was just like, I mean, one, I remember from pricing, like we went back and forth so many times on pricing. I remember I pushed for a little higher price than you did, but we were both significantly undervaluing ourselves. I mean, even what I was kind of fighting for was still less than we really should have charged. 
And I think that's part of that was undervaluing ourselves, not seeing, you know, just, just all the, all the good value that we had to offer. But part of that too, was just really not knowing the costs that go into running a gym and not understanding that there's a lot of inherent overhead that goes into running a gym. And until you see the financial data of, you know, marketing, facility, new equipment, staffing, cleaning, credit card fees. Once you see all that, you realize how much goes into it. And part of what's got us, gotten us comfortable with selling is just realizing that we have to be able to charge a significant price for our product or else we're not going to be around for very long. And you, you get comfortable with pricing just as a byproduct of just realizing that you have to charge that much if you want to keep doing it, if you want it to be sustainable. Yeah. And when we started, it didn't matter if it was low or it was high. What mattered was that we questioned it. Yeah. You know, was that it was, is this just, you know, is this, will people pay this? You know, are we worth this? Like, those are some of the questions that go through your head. And the biggest thing is making that number concrete. So if that number is 120 a month or 220 a month, it just has to be concrete in your head and stuff like knowing your expenses, knowing how much your time is worth, you know, the stuff that we'll get into, that really helps you get behind that number and say, this is my number, yeah. you know, with confidence. Because I don't care if it's low or high, you just have to have that number with confidence. And once you have that, that confidence, then everything flows from there. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that helped us recently when we were raising prices was looking at your cost per class. If you expect people to come 15 times in a month, you're just opening your gym once you're open looking at how many times people actually come and seeing that you know most people are paying under 10 bucks a class for your service and that's a great value for what you have to offer you're not just providing a facility you're not just providing coaching you're providing so much more than that you're providing results you're providing community there's so much value there and one way to kind of restructure that in your head is just think about it on a per class basis rather than this huge lump sum, if, if 150 a month still sounds big to you, break it down into small chunks and break it down for your end customers if you're ever in, you know, you're trying to get people to understand why it is that value. Um, can you share a little bit about your uh, experience in high school? Because I think that's a, a really cool point to make. Yeah, so in high school, I had an English teacher that was helping us with our college exams. Um, it was uh, like an SAT prep course, uh, but they also kind of threw that in where we went over like what to do in our our kind of like college application and how we would sell ourselves. Um, and our English teacher said, guys, if you don't sell yourselves, no one else will. And that really hit home with me because I was like, man, that's right. Like I thought my 4.0 GPA was going to sell me. I thought captain of the baseball team was going to sell me. And then I realized like I really needed to sell myself and say like I want to be in your school yeah like and just take that extra step do a little research you know if you're you're trying to ask someone on a date like maybe get to know something about them that could surprise them you know it's it's the little things that you go uh, over the top for to, to sell yourself yeah it's that extra step of saying I believe I have something for you to help you with and I want to help right I want to be a part of your school I want to be a part of your organization I want to help you reach your goals. You know, that that goes a long way with someone. And uh, yeah, I think it's a great start for selling. So we're gonna kind of transition here into a couple points. Um, and, and one of the key points that we want to transition with is that to reframe selling as serving. So to stop thinking as, 
as selling as a negative thing. You're taking money from someone, but you're providing a service to someone that's gonna improve their lives. You have value to offer, and in many cases, you're doing a disservice by not getting your message out there. Okay, so we have uh, some key bullet points, some key mindsets that we want you to apply with this. And the number one thing is realizing that you are already selling daily. You just don't think of it as selling. We only think of selling once it becomes a financial transaction, but selling is influence and influencing others to take action. And in many cases, time is more valuable than money. So if we're taking someone's time, we're taking something away that's much more valuable than money. So it could be asking, you know, getting your wife to go on a date with you or to go to watch a Netflix show with you. It could be asking friends to move, to help you move your apartment. It could be at the whiteboard every single day. You're essentially, you're selling your members on that workout of the day. If you're not getting them excited about the workout, then you're missing a huge opportunity. And if you are getting people excited, then realize that that is selling every single day. You're getting people excited to take action on this workout and realizing that this is a win-win situation. It's not a win-lose situation. When you get your wife to go on a date with you and have this really nice evening, it's not like you win and she loses. Everyone wins in this situation. When your members are excited to work out, everyone wins by them getting excited and hitting that workout harder. These are not win-lose situations. Yeah, and it, it goes to like that abundance mentality, right? Like when someone takes money of their, out of their wallet and gives it to you, like it's not just you know so much money in, in your bank account and out of theirs, like what else was in that transaction? And hopefully the value of the intangible thing, the, the service that you gave them, the life transformation that you gave them is worth way more than that dollar amount, which it probably is. You yeah. just have to believe that. Yeah, we're not pulling from one pie. We're not pulling from a pie where any money out of your pocket is, you know, it's less for you, more for me. We're creating more value in the world by creating results for this person that never existed for this person. And, you know, that kind of takes us into our next point, which is you have to believe in your own product. Mm -hmm. And this might come with time. I know for us, um, there was definitely a, a lack of confidence in at least compared to where we are now. And part of that confidence came just through seeing results, right? Seeing testimonials, things like that. Yeah. All it took was one. You know, once you have one person, then you can confidently go into the next conversation and say, you know, hey, I got, I helped this person lose 20 pounds. And that helps you, you know, just speak your truth even more and speak with more confidence. You know, I don't want to say it helps you sell better. You're just telling the truth of, of your product. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to own that because I think there's a lot of owners out there. I think there's a lot of coaches out there that are creating results, but they're, they're only thinking about their bad situations. They're only thinking about the person that didn't get results instead of really owning up to the, some of those key transformations. And just like our members forget when they don't track, when a member you know, they, they've PR'd, they started at 100 pound back squat, now they're at 300. They might be upset that they can't get to 305 or 315, but they need to look back at how far they've come. And you as a gym owner, you as a coach or a personal trainer, need to look at the results you've created from the beginning and not just like think about the people you're struggling with or there's always gonna be people, people that do not get results. That, you know, They pay money, maybe they don't show up, maybe they do show up, and they don't get results. But we can't dwell on those. We can't prevent that, let that prevent us from helping more people that we could help. Um, so just understanding that you're not gonna win with everybody is, is part of it. Yeah, and I mean, 
think about all the other products that people pay for in the world. Think about every fitness product that's been bought and off an infomercial. I mean, there's stats out there that say like 80% of these things never get used even. Yeah. Like not that they don't even work, but they don't even get used. So, you know, when someone comes into your gym, you're going to give them something. You know, you're going to give them something worth value. And in a comparison model, when you take your class and your amazing atmosphere that you've given to this person, this experience versus anything they could have spent another hundred bucks on, in the in the frivolous world of of what we could possibly buy you know it's it's crazy yeah, like to, I, to I mean, everyone's not blown that it. in a night out everyone's blown that more than that in a night out somewhere food and drinks and or, or shopping on stuff they didn't need they never wore or they wore once right everyone's mm-hmm. done that and and you have something that has a lot of value to it um, jason kalipa talks about it a lot when he started he was at a you know a gold's gym or globo gym and he was saying how he was good at sales. He's always kind of had a knack for it, but he felt kind of empty after a while because he's selling people on this thing that he knows is not gonna provide results. So I would just kind of get you guys to flip this in your head for a second. Think about something you would hate to sell. Imagine if you were selling insurance. Imagine if you were selling something that was just like, something you didn't believe in, right? Mm-hmm. Like a Globo Gym membership. Maybe you don't believe people can get results in that. Well, flip that around now. You have an opportunity to sell something that you really believe in, you know creates results. So own that and and get excited for it. And I think that's a huge message to our coaches and the coaches that are under the gym owners listening to this podcast. Like you have to help your coaches believe that, right? That they are worth $80 PT, $100 in the PT. Like whatever it might be, help your coaches believe that no matter what it takes. Because we, we've seen it, we've, we've gone through it ourselves, that progression of, you know, not believing in the number and then believing like, oh, this is what I'm worth. Yeah. I think you have, you have to, too, is maybe do a little bit of deep thinking of creating some congruency with what you're trying to sell someone on and then also how you live your own life. So, like, for us, it's really easy to sell people on memberships because we are have become more and more of our ideal client in a sense we use the product every day we're always attending group classes and like for a personal trainer i would encourage you if you never have pay for personal training Mm -hmm. pay for nutrition coaching if you want to become a nutrition coach create some congruency where you've seen the value in your own life for this thing and now it becomes so much easier to sell and and you put yourself in your client's shoes you not only are you becoming better at your job by seeing things from their point of view but now you can really own up to the selling side because you've been willing to pay for it yourself and seen the value in it yourself it's huge we've seen our coaches go to thousand dollar seminars come back and then next week they have two people signed up for personal trainings you know packages to learn the same things that they just learned yeah you know they just learned it two weeks ago and now they're confident to charge a certain price and teach these new things that they just learned. Cool. Um, next point we're going to talk about is having an appreciation for your own value and especially a value on your own time. So you talked a little bit about the certifications. So many of us are regularly attending certifications and we take for granted that because we now know something, because we now understand something, that everybody understands that, right? Nutrition's a big one. We think everyone knows how to eat and that what's, you know, what's the real value I can provide? I'm just gonna charge this person 50 bucks a month because I can only help with so much. But there's so much more to that. There's an opportunity cost to that. So what what does that mean for you, Tony, in terms of that trade-off or valuing your time? 
Yeah, I think having two kids definitely made me realize the value of my time. Um, when I go home and all my time is dedicated to my kids, I realize that an hour spent with them is, is very valuable. And um, it's priceless. So, so to say that I'm worth 80 to to $100 an hour, it's like that even feels low. Right? I feel like um, my time is, is very valuable. So it's not hard to sell that time for, for a higher price and, and ask a certain price knowing that. Yeah, I think you want to you want to look at the opportunity cost of not only what you could be doing from a career and money making standpoint, right? Could you be making $20 an hour just doing some miscellaneous job that you would enjoy? Um, and then on the flip side, what you talked about is the opportunity cost of time with family, time to just de-stress, time to do your own training. What is that stuff worth to you? And, and is that potential trade-off worth it to you. And I think that that comes with time, but you have to ask good questions to kind of see, okay, where am I getting the most benefit from each, each hour of my time? So let's go on to number four now. So number four is one of my favorites. Probably the most important one is that you have to listen to your customers and your potential customers, and you can't go into a a potential sales situation thinking you're going to sell it all thinking you're going to pitch anything at all. You're going in there to ask questions and listen. That is the mindset that you go into in any sales conversation, in any good conversation that you're going to have in the gym or in life. You have to go in there focused on the other person and trying to get as much knowledge and information about them. Mm -hmm. Chances are they've already done their research when they get to you, right? So like we, over our six years, I think we've had very few people that actually were spontaneous about hey I was driving by and I came through your doors right they they know our schedule they know what we do um, they have an idea of pricing yeah yeah they, they I mean hopefully your, your website's very clear on this stuff too like that's another point to be made in another uh, episode but you know they let them talk right they they kind of know upfront what's going on so let them talk why they came in you know, so I like to try to ask twice as many questions as I do, you know, speaking statements of like what we do and who we are. Like, I want to know more about the person than I want to tell them about us. Yeah, this is something I'll, I'll probably dive in on a follow up episode with sales. But, um, you know, when I was at NCL, we had part of the sales process is called the qualifying process. And it's just literally question after question after question. It's a specific script of questions that you can use. But I always thought of that as like bullets in the chamber. Once those questions were over, if I had, if I ran out of questions and I hadn't yet created a deep emotional connection with this person or got in the cruise industry of like, got to that hot button of what they really needed. Did they need a certain date? Because that's the only time their, you know, kids were out of school. Did they need it to be under a certain price point? Cause they had a specific budget. Once you know that really specific hot button that they need, you can work around it. And in, in the case of, uh, you know, consultation for the gym, you have to have created some kind of emotional connection or opening where that person's opened up to you of they're not just saying, yeah, I want to lose weight. They're not just saying I want to get a little stronger. They've given you that really deep answer that they struggle with every day. And that only comes from really good questions and really detailed listening and understanding. And that just comes from being curious. You have to go into those those consultations, not wanting to pitch, but wanting to to learn and listen yeah and and wanting to serve that person like that's that's your only goal in that in that moment is is exactly what you said to find that hot button 
like what what brought them through the doors because um in today's world like you almost need to see something 10 times before you actually take that first step right so most likely they've been hit with like cross it cross it cross it through friends before they even actually came in to see you yeah another framework i like for this is is also kind of flipping this on its head is walk when you're talking to someone almost try to not sell them on that thing try to convince them that they're not a good fit right and if you can think about it that way it's going to make it easier to sell them and there's going to be plenty of people that walk through your doors that aren't a good fit we can all think of the members we currently have where we're like you know what our community would probably be better without that person because they aren't a good fit for our community so go into every consultation not with a negative attitude but thinking about okay I may not I may not want this person as part of my community. I'm trying to figure out if this is going to be an ideal client. Is this someone's going to be uh, contributing to the community? They're going to pay on time. The, they're not going to be complaining all the time. So you're not going in there to convince. You're actually going to maybe convince them that they're not a good fit. You're also thinking, hey, if you only offer group classes, if you only offer personal training, they might have a need that doesn't fit yours. Maybe your recommendation to them is that they need to walk and work on their nutrition. And maybe you don't have nutrition programs to offer. But just based on where this person is in their journey, that would be your real recommendation if this was a friend or family member coming to you. Hey, you're not ready for CrossFit yet. I don't think you're in the right mental framework. I don't think your job allows it. I would just suggest walking 10 minutes a day and working on your nutrition. Maybe that's your sales pitch to that person. And once you're comfortable offering stuff that's outside your realm of services and, and doing it very sincerely, then it doesn't matter you know, whether they're aligned or not. If they align, great, that becomes part of your recommendation. If they don't, your recommendation's outside that. Yeah, I think that was my like largest growth in my personal selling ability was like when the first time that I actually sent someone away and said like, you'd actually be better at Gold's Gym down the street. And then I was like, wow, like I approached that in a way where I really was just looking for the best interest in that person. And yeah, maybe the best interest in my gym because it's not, they weren't, they clearly weren't the best fit at that time. They just weren't ready for the group class model. And also when you're asking questions and people are like, you know, do you have nutrition counseling? Like, and you get asked that over and over again because you're asking good questions hey, maybe someone's going to point out a new business opportunity for you. Yep. Like, so if you're not listening and you're always just selling yourself and saying, this is what we have, this is what we have, guess what? That's what you'll always just have. Like, so listen and see what you can get in, in feedback. And maybe you do open up a new class, a new class time, a new, you know, service, side coach, you know, side uh, counseling or coaching, whatever, nutrition I might come that. about. I love it. That's happened a lot for us. And yeah, I remember with the new you, when we were doing the new you challenges, because we didn't make a lot of money on the front end in the first six weeks, it was only if they joined afterwards and became a longtime member that it was worthwhile. That's where I really owned up to this mindset of it's not my goal is not to sell them on the six weeks. My goal is to find the people that I think are going to stick beyond six weeks. And that's a different, definitely a different mindset within that. Um, so then our final, our final bullet point here is just because you can't afford something doesn't mean others can't afford it. And in many cases, it is selfish for us to decide how others should spend their money, whether that's fitness related or anything in their life. It is selfish for us to decide how others want to spend their money. It's completely up to them. And also realizing that 
no matter how hard you pitch something, you can never force someone to buy. It's always under their free free will that they're deciding to purchase. Yeah, and information is huge. As long as you're providing all the information you can to that person and saying like, this is the cost, this is our contract length. You know, if you're not hiding anything, you really shouldn't be afraid to speak freely about what you offer, right? And and um, you know, let them decide what they can and not afford. Yeah. Right? It's it's really not not up to you, because um, like I as, as I mentioned before, like people are very wasteful with money, wasteful with their time, and I think you have something in a CrossFit class where money and time is going to be extremely well invested yeah it's going to be well spent um, this this idea really became real for me in, in two the two jobs i did before opening the gym um, before coaching was i worked at norwegian cruise line doing sales and i worked for uh, my friend's company selling basketball courts and with the basketball courts and tennis courts people were regularly spending thirty thousand dollars forty thousand dollars on a basketball court for their backyard that their kids barely use so that was one thing that was like, okay, people have much more money than I can even fathom right now because I can never think about spending that much money on a basketball court for my backyard. And then when it came to the cruise line, one thing that was became really obvious for me is that those cruises never sail empty. Like every single room, almost every single week sells full. And all those ships have suites priced at $5,000, $10,000. Some of the NCL ships have a room called the Garden Villa which is like a six bedroom suite that was priced regularly, depending on the cruise, between twenty and $50,000 for a week. And every week those, those rooms were filled. And even though I wasn't selling it at the time, someone was. You weren't I, buying I, it either. I, I wasn't buying it either. I realized that someone was because those rooms were going full. And that was a big turning point for me to realize that even though I can't conceive of, of who that person is that can spend that type of money, there are people out there that can spend that money. And now in the fitness industry, realizing that it's not even about the money, it's about the result. People want a result. If they want a muscle up, you have to figure out what is it gonna take to get them a muscle up. You have to, you have to figure out what that's gonna take on your time, your energy, the number of sessions you're gonna need, the number of months you're gonna need. And then from there, you have to deliver the result and tell them how much that's gonna cost based on what you're confident you can deliver. And if you're pricing it cheaper because you're trying to save them some money, you might not deliver the result and then neither person wins. You've just taken money from that person, not delivered the end result they wanted, and that is a lose-lose situation. Whereas if you ask the right amount of money, whether they can pay for it or not, that's their decision, but you confident you can deliver the result, if they follow through, they're gonna be happy they paid that because you can deliver that result for them. Yeah. And you can't always control the results, right? But you can always control your effort. And I think it's it's key to remember, when you're selling someone so something, you're gonna give them 110% effort. Like, uh, maybe you don't, but you probably should. Yeah. And when you do, you should ask for the price that reflects your 110% effort. Because if you know you're worth $100, and then all of a start, sudden you start charging 70 because you like this person, you know, are you gonna, char are you gonna give 70% effort? You're not. You're gonna give your full effort. So don't don't discount your prices to discount your effort. Yeah, I thought about this with like nutrition coaching recently. Like, 
so little of nutrition coaching is like the nuts and bolts of what to eat, how many calories, how many carbs, all that stuff. Part of what you're offering is like, you're going to have someone who's going to handle some of your stress for you. Like to be part of, like I am taking ownership of your result and I'm handling the stress that comes with that. And that's a much more expensive offering than just like, I'm going to give you some numbers here that you're going to try to hit every day. And I know with our, our nutrition coaches, personal trainers, you know, we want people and, and we have those type of people that are going to own that result in that way. And there should be a high value to that because it's, it is stressful on the coaching side to really own people's goals and want them to succeed. Yeah. In this industry, we sell some pretty amazing things. I mean, it sounds tacky, but we sell confidence. Like you can't put a measurement on that, but you've seen the results through everyone that's in this gym. Um, we add years to your life. We add quality to life. Like, and to not be confident in being able to, you know, sell your product with those things in mind, you know, man, does it trump anything else that they could spend their money on? For sure. That, that's, that was the point I wanted to wrap up with is like, there's, people are likely walking into your doors with some issue they've been struggling with at the bare minimum a year, but likely five, 10, 20 years, or maybe their entire lives. They're struggling with an issue that you potentially have a solution to that literally they, they can't stop thinking about. Every single day of their life, they wake up and think about how this thing affects their life, and you potentially have a solution to that, whether that's weight loss, self-esteem, confidence, you know, stress relief, improving their work ethic. There's so many things that you can deliver and to, to not do that because you know, you're know you afraid of selling and asking for something in return, um, it, you know, it's really just, it's a huge disservice to that person. So um, that's it guys, hopefully this helps and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Hey guys, this is Andrew again. Thank you for listening to the Seven Figure Box Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. We're on a mission to help box owners around the world create their dream gyms, whether that means building a seven-figure gym or simply creating a gym that they love showing up to each day. So please leave us a review and share this episode with a fellow coach or gym owner that could benefit from this information.